0: In this holy scripture, listen for God's word to you. Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears God and does what is right is acceptable to God. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ The one who is Lord of all. This message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and Jerusalem. They put Jesus to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised Jesus on the third day and allowed Jesus to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with Jesus after the resurrection from the dead. Jesus commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that Jesus is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. About this one, all the prophets testify that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ receives forgiveness of sins through Jesus' name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christian faith uh, isn't for people who are satisfied with the way things are, and we get used to our bad habits. We don't quit doing things just because they aren't worth doing. Quitting has a bad reputation. Vince Lombardi growled, quitters never win and winners never quit. Now you're going to have to take my word for it, but that is a spot-on Vince Lombardi impression. (laughs) Richard Nixon put it, defeat doesn't finish a man quitting does. A man isn't finished when he's defeated, he's finished when he quits. Nixon said this right before he quit. (laughs) Stephen Pearl lamented, I phoned my dad to tell him that I had stopped smoking. He called me a quitter. (laughs) Quitting has gotten this bad rap, but quitting is a great idea. It is never too soon to quit. Uh, the Bible's in favor of quitting. Uh, the Greek word for repentance, metanoia, means to quit going one way and, and head the other. St. Paul writes Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed. Get rid of all such things as anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive language. We could paraphrase Paul. Y'all have some serious quitting to do. I quit some things uh, when we came to Lakeshore. I quit being young for my job. I quit being underweight. I quit being careful in the pulpit. And I quit thinking I could be the smartest person in the room. And I quit thinking that I could be the best Christian in the room. There are a lot of other things I I should quit. I should quit skipping breakfast. Uh, Quit eating pizza before I get to three slices. Quit checking my email every time my phone vibrates. Quit overestimating the importance of people who complain. Quit underestimating the importance of people who don't complain. Quit comparing every church to Lakeshore. Quit wishing I was taller, thinner, uh, richer. And you, you, you've gotten used to some things that you shouldn't have gotten used to. Uh, things you should quit. Quit putting extra sugar in your tea. Quit binging TV shows that make you stupid. <laughs> quit following Twitter threads that make you dull. Quit talking about people you should be talking, too. Qu- quit hanging on to the grudge that you've been dragging around for years. Quit counting your money. Quit cheating on your taxes. Quit being so hard on others. Quit being so hard on yourself. Quit dividing people into winners and losers. Quit believing you deserve everything you have. Quit wanting more. Quit feeling trapped in what you've always done. Quit complaining about things that you're not willing to work to fix. Quit thinking that the problems of the world aren't your responsibility. Quit putting off making new friends. Quit being afraid of anything that's new. An interim is a good time for church people to quit. Quit being late for Sunday school. (laughs) Quit drinking out of someone else's coffee mug. Quit cheating on your offering. wishing everyone would think about church just like you do quit focusing on the things on which we disagree quit measuring people by how long they've been here quit trying to figure out who gives the most money quit thinking about how the church was better or worse ten years ago quit thinking in terms of us and them good news of the Christian faith is that we are not stuck in the old ways. Christianity is for people who want to quit. Simon Peter wanted to quit. If he hadn't been dissatisfied with the way things were, then we would never have heard of him. Simon is a fisherman who lives with his wife in Capernaum. They share a house with his mother-in-law and his brother Andrew. Now, fishing isn't the worst occupation, but there are mornings when Simon wishes his boat had sunk during the night. The nets are always tangled. Simon smells like tuna, and his brother smells like sardines. He's sick of sushi, and there are only so many ways to fillet a fish. Simon has nightmares about tilapia. (laughs) It's on one of those days that Simon hears Jesus say, "Ah, So you're Simon. I think I'm going to call you Peter the rock and Jesus is the excuse to quit that Peter has been waiting hoping praying for Jesus says you should follow me just quit the fishing thing and from here on out people should be your business and Peter drops his nets and gets on this first century roller coaster for three years Peter follows Jesus up and down and around curves he'd never imagined There there are high points, like the time Jesus responds to something Peter says with the only beatitude he ever made up for a single person. Blessed are you, Simon. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, and upon this rock I will build my church. And there are low points five minutes later when Jesus tells Peter get behind me Satan you're a stumbling block Peter uh, says the wrong things asks the wrong questions gets the wrong ideas but but he loves the ride Uh, there's the time Jesus is walking on the water and Peter gets out of the boat and tries it for himself rocks don't float (laughs) Jesus has to play lifeguard fish him out Peter's never sure where they're headed, but every day is exciting. Jesus preaches, provokes, consoles, infuriates. Peter blunders, fails, misunderstands, misconstrues, but he loves the life that Jesus brings. Peter doesn't look back until the end. On the night before the cross, Peter promises that he will lay down his life for Jesus. But after Jesus is arrested, Peter claims three times, doesn't even know him, and the world comes to an end. Think of the best person you know, the strongest, brightest, greatest soul you know, and multiply that life ten times, and that's Jesus. At little more than 30, he's destroyed, made horribly dead by the cruelest of means, and tears run down Peter's face like rain running off a rock. And then on Sunday morning, God gives Peter a new start. Jesus tells Peter to feed his sheep, and Peter does it. And on Pentecost, the wind of the Spirit blows, and Peter preaches... God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Given this new start, Peter stands up to the same power brokers that condemn Jesus, saying, We cannot keep from speaking what we've seen and heard. And then this... Jewish fisherman visits the home of a Roman centurion, an officer of the occupying army, and Cornelius wants to join the church. And the old law-abiding Peter would have sent the question to the board of deacons, but he's caught the joy of what God's doing, what the church is supposed to be. And Peter explodes with Good news. The gospel's for everybody. God plays no favorites. makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God to give you a new start, it's yours. The Spirit draws the poor, the hungry, the oppressed, sinners. You know what happened in Judea? Jesus went through the countryside telling everyone that God offers a new way of life. And Peter slows down as he says... But the religious authorities liked the old way. So they hung him on a cross. But God brought him back to tell those who would listen God's good news. Jesus broke the bread and drank the wine of new life. And before long, our lives opened up like that tomb and flowed with fresh passion and new purpose. And folks who'd been shut up in fear broke free into fierce new courage. And people closed up in guilt emerged not ashamed anymore. People sealed up in sadness, stepped into the light, singing, hugging one another. God brings new life to you, to me, to the church, to all of us. We can start again. By the grace of God, you and I can start again. The good news of the gospel is that we can begin something new. Now, starting, unlike quitting, has this great reputation. Everybody loves the idea of beginning again. Carl uh, Bard understands the goodness of starting over. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start. Anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Fyodor Dostoevsky writes, Arriving at one point is the starting point to another point. Mick Jagger paraphrases Dostoevsky, If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop, so start me up. (laughs) The Bible is all about starting over. Isaiah writes, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? The psalmist invites us to sing to God a brand new song. The hope of faith is to getting to start again and again and again. I started some things when we came to Lakeshore. I started drinking coffee. I started wearing a dress every Sunday, a practice I've continued to this day. I started looking forward to Sunday school. I started loving the church for what it is and not just for what it could be. It's never too late to start. That's why we're here. Church is where you go to start again. We believe in the magic of beginnings. Christians love the blank composition book, the empty room, the first kiss. God is always inviting us to begin, to start a more remarkable journey. This day, like every day, can be a beginning. This new day is here like a chapter in a book waiting to be written. The world is always open before us. We can aim higher. We can write a different story. An interim is a good time for church people to start. Start being more grateful for the good people in your Sunday school class. Start learning the names of everyone at church. Start imagining new ways to be the church. Start noticing the things on which you agree. Start looking at things in different ways. Start thinking in terms that include everyone. Start listening more carefully for God's voice. Start dreaming the church that God dreams We can start again right here and now. Look inside and figure out what needs to change. Ask yourself, what needs to happen? What mistakes do you want to move past? What little things could you do without? What big things do you overlook? What might God want you to do? Who who can you help? Who do you need to love more? How can you take your faith more seriously? more joyfully are you willing to let go of what doesn't matter to make room for what does are you willing to sacrifice what you are now for what you can become with God's help we we can start with a clean slate grace is this great big do-over I should start trying new things, start seeing new visions, start dreaming new dreams, start letting go of old ideas, start opening my eyes to new ideas, start eating more salads, start kissing Carol goodbye every morning, start calling my mother every Sunday, start noticing the trees, start reading more poetry. Start reading the Bible as much as I read books about the Bible. Start praying every morning.